I mentioned robots and we're joined by Dr. Mazur, who is from McGill's uh, University. He's the chief scientific officer there. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Dr. Mazur. Thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to be on. I'm at the McGill University Health Center, so I'm in the hospital. Okay. Oh, excellent. Okay. And in the hospital is exactly where we want to be right now because the, your hospital is testing Canada's first fully autonomous UV disinfectant uh, robot. This was manufactured by a Danish company and it arrived a week ago. I have seen the video of this robot. I would say, and I could be wrong here, uh, this is just the way I look at it and, and ex- describe it. It looks like those old fluorescent lights from our classrooms when we were kids configured vertically in a cylinder and it's placed on top of a Roomba on speed. How would you describe the uh, robot? I, I think that's a really good description. The way I have been telling people is it's like Reese's peanut butter cup. It's like two great ideas finally put together. So UVC light, uh, ultraviolet light, and that's what those fluorescent tubes emit, has been used for years and years to disinfect surfaces. Um, it's been It's really good for... Um, killing bacteria. It's excellent for killing viruses. The problem with it is that like any uh, strong UV exposure, especially in the UVC range, it's very damaging to human tissues too. It can cause cancer with exposures. It certainly can cause burns and eye problems. So you don't want human DNA disrupted by the UV. You just want the viral and the bacterial DNA to be disrupted. So it was really good for cleaning surfaces if it's in a cabinet, but not for doing a whole room. And with the robot, the the Roomba is actually extremely sophisticated, GPS controlled. It's got Mm -hmm. an excellent memory. It's programmable. And once it does a room once, it can do that room over and over and over as long as the program's stored in its memory. So it really is a combination of two very, very good ideas put together with excellent modern technology. So does it self-program? It can read its steps and it will record them. And then if you say save, it saves it. Okay. Can you uh, say, uh, can you point it to a certain area in a room, uh, like a bed or something like that and say, this is something I want you to spend extra time on. Can you program it to spend extra time or does it even need to? Do you just need one quick blast with that UVC ultraviolet light and Bob's your uncle? No, it does definitely take time. So you need to program the robot to spend, if there's a particularly bad surface, you can tell the robot, okay, instead of spending 10 minutes in this room, spend 20 minutes in this room. So absolutely, you can configure it the way you want. I have to ask, UVC ultraviolet light, what, what is the difference between UVC and just UV light for those of us who don't know much about our light spectrums? So when you, um, uh, when you get a tan, for the most part, that's, and I'm not a physicist, but for the most part, it's UVA that is what our sun emits that gives you, um, that gives you a tan. Um, UVB and UVC are, are rays that um, penetrate the skin. It, A, penetrates the skin on the surface, B, deeper, even deeper. So the shorter the wavelength, the less it's able to penetrate the skin. Um, and the more uh, the, the A and B uh, give you, uh, can cause sun damage with a lot of, of, of exposure. UVC you don't really see, but it's the most dangerous of the three types of UV radiation. 
and because it's the most damaging to DNA, and therefore you really don't want to be next to this light when it's being emitted. And that's, the, the, that's why it's, uh, it needs to be on an autonomous, autonomous uh, transport system like the robot. Okay, how long does the room have to stay clear? Because it uh, presumably has to be empty when the robot is in there doing its work. How long do you have to have it empty for? Is there a time limit or when the robot leaves and the light is no longer in there? You're good to go. You can load that room up again and consider it disinfected. That's the beauty of the system. You send it in. Once the light is on, if the door is closed, it does not penetrate through the door, the walls, or even windows. And once the light is off, the robot comes out and you can send someone in to make up the room because it's been disinfected. You're testing the robot now. You've had it for a week. So how do you make sure that it is actually disinfecting uh, you know, to the point that the COVID-19 is no longer there. It, is, the, is the room that you're testing it in, uh, you know, have you had someone with COVID-19 in there to expose, you know, to get COVID into the room? And then are you sending somebody in properly outfitted to test and see if COVID remains? What's, what is the testing like? So firstly, I, full disclosure, we, are, we tested the, the robot for the first few days, and we were the uh, group that was the most interested in, and worked with the, uh, man, the importer and the manufacturer to bring it to Canada. Right now, it's actually being tested at our colleagues with, with our colleagues in the French hospital, the University de Montréal hospital system, the CHUM, and it's also going to be going to some long-term care facilities, also to pilots. And I think it's very important because, as you know, Montreal has been the epicenter, unfortunately, of, of COVID-19. And so it's very important that if this technology works, that it gets spread out properly. Um, what we do, though, in, in there's standard testing where we place known quantities of bacteria. Uh, it's a little more complicated with viruses, so we have not done that as well uh, yet here, although it was done in Denmark by the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. They have all the data on that. But we put known quantities of bacteria in areas. Um, once the robot has gone through, we take swabs of those areas and we test is there bacterial growth um, from the bacteria. We compare the bacterial growth before and after. And obviously, it's, uh, it, it, if it's much, much less, this is the sign that the, the robot and the UV light has done their job. And, the, and as you were saying before, um, because it's programmable, if we find that there's a particularly soiled room, you can, um, you can uh, regulate the amount of time and vary it so that you can get um, more and more effective disinfection. Do you see this moving forward as, as something that would probably be standard technology in all hospitals? I'll tell you that um, what the goal is, is to create both a better safety net for the patients, uh, a better safety net for our employees, and more efficiency in being able to have rooms and operating rooms prepared. So if the disinfection is done by the robot um, before the room is then uh, made up, because unfortunately the robot doesn't make beds, it doesn't make coffee yet, uh, but it has to, um, uh, so you have to have someone who follow along with them to prepare the room and put all the new sheets on, etc. So the, uh, someone who is an orderly or a uh, hospital employee who prepares rooms now will no longer be exposed to the high levels of bacteria or viruses that were in the room for ma that manual disinfection calls for. So uh, this will, uh, it, the robot is faster than the human. The human that goes in to prepare the room afterwards will be much more 
uh, protected because there will be much less infectious material there. And then when a patient is ready to come into the room, it can be prepared much faster. The same thing with operating rooms. In between operating procedures, you can run the robot so that the next patient has no chance of being exposed to what the um, previous patient was, or let's say a much lower chance, uh, quite a bit faster and with less risk to the people who generally clean the rooms. This is great for hospital personnel. Uh, there's going to be probably no arguments from unions because of this, this safety for their workers, but is it cost-effective? So the, the robot's list price at the moment, Canadian is about 120000 It's 67000 U.S., so I guess it's because of our dollar difference. Um, so I think at that price, um, it will be proven to be cost-effective because it will decrease the number of sick days because hospital employees will be less exposed to pathogens. It'll increase the number of patients who can come out of the emergency room into patient rooms because things will be turned over much more quickly. We'll have more operating room use. Again, things will be turned over more quickly. And we're also looking at disinfection techniques using UV to recycle things like N95 masks and other materials. Many hospitals use UV to do that. We're piloting on N95 masks this week, actually, um, and we hope to be able to uh, duplicate what went on in Ottawa and other places and allow for um, cost savings there. So I think that at um, $120,000 and no coffee breaks, it's very cost effective, um, and uh, and it will only um, improve what we do. It's an adjunct. It's not a replacement for people, as we were saying but it's an important adjunct that really will help make things smoother and more safe. Dr. Mazier, it's pretty exciting stuff. I'm sure that you guys have become quite attached to your new robot, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Kelly.